Good morning. Morning. Monday, October 30th, 2023. All Hallows Eve Eve. Eve Eve? Eve Eve. Isn't it uh, Halloween Adam? <laughs> yep. Halloween yeah. is on... Adam and then Eve. Tomorrow. All Hallows Eve. And then All Saints Day, which nobody pays any attention to. That's the 1st of November. Yeah. Yeah, never heard of it. Because you're not Catholic. <laughs> Tell me about All Saints Day. I don't know anything about it. Other than it's the day after Halloween. Is that where everybody celebrates the New Orleans Saints? Well, I'm just getting uh, the news feed from the LDS bot here. Okay. I asked it, why doesn't the church celebrate All Saints Day? Since you mentioned it was Catholic, now okay. I'm, I, I've realized that uh, the church has had a lot to do with my cultural sensitivities, uh, attunedness. What's the word? That's a great question. It says <laughs> it always likes to compliment you on its on your questions. Yeah, it didn't compliment me on my first question, which was, what's up with the church's vending machines? It said, dumb question. It didn't say that. It just said, the charity vending machines you're referring to are part of the Light the World campaign. More on that later, podcast listeners. Here, by the way, it's giving me emoticons. Like this time at the end of its response, it gave me a smiley face and the hands like this. Is this a prayer or a... Mm-hmm. It's, it's giving me a prayer. Why, why is that? Okay. <laughs> I think it's like targeted at like <clears throat> zillennials or something. So the, uh, that's a good discussion for to- uh, comment. Uh, that's a good discussion for the podcast or any conversation. What, what do the emojis is what we call them now. They were originally called emoticons. What do they mean Really? Like, has anyone done a dictionary, like a Webster's dictionary on, do the Bobby Flood dictionary of emoticon meanings? Yeah, we could do that. Because in combination, they probably mean something different than standalone and perhaps in context, you know. I think people are confused. Yeah, well, the eggplant and cucumber don't mean anything about eggplants and cucumbers. Really? I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, All Saints Day. I'm going to ask uh, the LDS bot what the cucumber emoticon <laughs> For You got to finish the, okay. what, what's its answer on All Saints Day? Okay. Yeah, we're tangenting today, by the way. Well, All Saints Day is known as All Hallows Day, and it's primarily uh, celebrated by many Christian denominations particularly those with roots in the Catholic tradition. By the way, Catholic meaning pure or orthodox, so correlated. So I I really don't see why we don't celebrate it. 
<clears throat> While the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints shares a belief in Jesus Christ and values many tr Christian traditions, should I read this like a conference talk? It does have distinct practices and traditions. Latter-day Saints focus on worship practices that they believe were restored through the Prophet Joseph Smith. This includes weekly sacrament meetings, similar to Mass or service in other churches, temple work, family home evenings, and others. As a part of that restoration, the Church does traditionally observe many religious holidays that other Christian denominations might, such as Lent. We don't observe Lent. No, we don't. We don't observe any of those. Oh, oh so it says the Church doesn't observe. Yeah. Did I say does? I can't I remember. remember. I can't remember what I said. I was focusing too much on observing many religious holidays that other Christian denominations might, such as Lent, Ash Wednesday, or All Saints Day. To be clear, the LDS bot says we don't observe those. We don't. We don't even know what they are in most cases. That being said, individual Latter-day Saints may personally reflect on or recognize these holidays, even if they're not officially acknowledged by the church. They don't. Smiley face, praying hands, emoticons. <laughs> yeah, All Saints Day is, uh, is a day commemorating the Christian martyrs, the saints, like St. George or St. Taysom Hill who had two touchdowns yesterday for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. In Western Christianity, it is still celebrated on 1st of November by the Roman Catholic Church, as well as many Protestant churches such as Lutheran, Anglican, and Methodist traditions. This is Wikipedia. Mm. I, could, I could do my general conference reading voice. Well, I've got one more conference <clears throat> blurb for you. What does the cucumber emoji mean? Oh, no. Ah, the cucumber emoji. In many contexts, it's used pretty straightforwardly to represent a cucumber, <laughs> often in the context of food or cooking. Mm. Emojis can have a variety of meanings depending on their context, mm -hmm. culture, or individual interpretation. But as far as I know, there is no specific meaning for the cucumber emoji within Latter-day Saint traditions <laughs> or texts, but it can be a great way to add some fun or express a love for healthy food in your messages. Smiley face emoji. <laughs> oh, you know, Western civilization had a good run. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, black pill, black pill, black pill. <laughs> Warning to all Mind Virus show listeners, today is a black pill episode. Uh, this is the Mind Virus Show. Find us on the web. web. Find us on the wedge. Find us on the web at http colon slash slash www.mindvirus.show. I'm Jordan Bruno sitting across the table from my podcast emoji friend. Bobby Flood. Take it away, Mr. Flood. What am I taking? What are we talking about today? Well, you, we started off with the, the LDS bot. Yeah, you mentioned the vending, the virtue signal vending machines. Okay, that was a loaded statement. Virtue, that's that the title for the podcast? Maybe. Virtue 
vending. Oh, that's a good virtue vending. I think I just invented a new catchphrase. Catchphrase. You know, I uh, it, this was brought up, brought to my attention recently. This time of year, you know, we start to move into the holiday season. Not All Hallows Day or All Saints Day. That's not a holiday, right? We don't observe that. But many LDS individuals may choose to observe or not, just as many LDS individuals may decide to donate money to the vending machine, the virtue vending machine, where they can feel good about buying a chicken, even though that chicken doesn't exist and will never exist, but actually might exist in the form of chicken cordon bleu dinner for the executives of the charity involved. Okay. <clears throat> but as you know, it's this time of year, right? And you start to hear ads and, and persuasions and coercions to it's, go da- donate money. It's at October. These. It is. It's silly that this is a Christmas thing, right? Light the world. Well, yeah, holiday season, which is stretched out into August now. Like at Costco, they got toys out for sale mm-hmm. for Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. And Christmas decorations. Um, does anybody have any Halloween stuff left? Because what if you wanted to decorate the day of? Well, you could probably run down there and find some discounted jack-o'-lanterns. Oh, I got a great idea. It wouldn't even require very much logistical um, planning. We could do a retail store for procrastinators. So like on December 26th, you'd be selling Christmas trees? No, no, no. You know, you sell, you go around to all the late sales because the late season sales, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody's unloading their Halloween stuff about the 27th, right? They're like, oh, if you haven't bought it by now, you're not going to buy it. So let's, let's discount it. So you get all that three days before the holiday and then you I, sell it to people who have procrastinated at the procrastinators store. We do really well with a bunch of men on December 24th, right? We do? We would do really well. Oh, our store, that yes. That store. Yeah. We could have a big thing called buy the wife. Gifts the, for the, your wife. The, the buy the wife campaign. Come on in and get 50% off on anything for your wife. We have all kinds of ideas, including gift cards to every olive garden in the state. This would work at least once a month, I think. (laughs) Yeah, you could do... Valentine's Day, Mother's Day. You know what we should do as part of this is you could sell flowers on Valentine's Day without without the markup. You ever notice how, like, you ever buy flowers in, I don't know, July... August. Yeah, they're cheap. They're cheaper, right? Then you go and to buy them a few days before Valentine's Day, and they jack that price up. Supply and demand, Bobby Flood. I know. I know how it works. I don't have to be happy about it. Speaking of, here's a, the latest in our ongoing side quest of uh, commenting in outrage at the price of fast food. Okay. I went to Del Taco recently. Yeah. You know, Del Taco is supposed to be cheap. It's the low quality. Never been. You've never been to Del Taco? Well, I, I don't have money to burn like some people, you know. Well, I don't anymore either. I went, I was alone, okay? Never and, struck me as a place I wanted to eat. And I got a... I haven't been to Taco Bell for a while either. Yeah, I don't do Taco Bell much anymore. 
Del Taco, the location's kind of convenient. Oh. Uh, uh-huh. Except now with the new development there, you have to turn left at a light rather than just sneaking into the parking lot in a gap in traffic. But they've put up one of those cement barricades. So you can't sneak into the parking lot. Yeah, I'm visualizing where I think you're going. You got to turn left at the light and then carefully drive through the IFA yeah. parking lot and the crumble parking I've been lot. To IFA. So you don't get hit by a, a, a woman, you know, looking at her 12 dozen cookies. That you she know, just they picked put, up. <laughs> they put a, remember when they put those barricades on the barricade? Yeah. Because people were panhandling there. Yeah, they success stood. too successfully. So they barricaded the barricade. Oh, well, it's unseemly. You can't have poor people. In, well, I think in, what happened the, is we in, had professional. After a while, the, the the panhandlers got to be like fairly. Uh, it was a good line of work, apparently. Yeah, well off. Like I noticed the the level of salesmanship increased, and then there were right. guys just kind of strutting up and down, just taking money. Like if you stand here, people will give you money. Right. It's another topic we could talk about. What you know, because you want to give. I don't know. Maybe you don't want to give, but. What is real today mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this world? Well, anyway, I went Are to these Del, vending machines real? I went real? to Del Taco. Okay, you went to Del Taco. And I ordered, I was kind of hungry. Hadn't eaten all day. I'd been out uh, hunting in the mountains, and I was hungry. Failed to obtain food, Failed for, to food obtain for your family? Bro- m- broke your bow? Yeah, I didn't so you break prayed, your bow, thankfully. prayed, and then uh, an inspiration arose, turning the corner... There's a taco joint, <laughs> and it won't cost I did an see, arm and a leg. We saw a few deer, but we did see, we saw a, a mama bear and two cubs. That was cool. Black bear? Yeah. Cool. The, the cubs were really blonde, which was awesome. It was kind of hmm. neat. Um, but I go to Taco or uh, Del Taco, and I got a combo meal, which comes with fries and a drink. Okay. And a taco? And it was two quesadilla tacos. Oh, that sounds like an upgrade. <clears throat> and then I added a beef burrito, just a regular, nothing real fancy. And it came to sounds se- like three meals. It came to seventeen dollars. Seven? You spent seventeen dollars at a taco joint on yourself? I was like, <laughs> I was trapped though. I couldn't get out. You know how those you went through the drive-through? <laughs> I was just like, what have I done? You could have just driven through. I could have, and I considered it. <laughs> Sorry, can't afford it. <laughs> And I started looking a little closer at the menu, and I realized that the the cheapest combo meal now Del Taco does have like a two dollar menu, mm-hmm. but those things you got to order nine of them. Used to be the dollar menu, right? You got to order like nine of those things just to feel like you've eaten, though. So they're street tacos. They're really small. They're like on a on a silver dollar sized right. tortilla shell, right? <laughs> but I started looking more closely at the at the menu and the starting the cheapest combo you can get at Del Taco starts at eight dollars and forty nine cents. Starts the c- cheapest combo meal. Yeah. And I just thought, what is happening? Like the world is falling apart when you when Del Taco is unaffordable because it you know Del Taco is sort of a, a competitor to Taco Bell. It's supposed to be cheap, you know, quasi Mexican food, and uh, it's not cheap. Actually, Del Taco is not bad. 
They have. I think they're better quality than. I'd try it out if I had any money. But uh, it's out of control. So anyway, there's our little side quest. There, of, okay, uh, tangent, tangent, tangent. The tangent of unaffordable, cheap, fast food. Tell me, uh, what were we talking about before we turned off, to, made the left turn to talk? Well, we were talking about these, ven- these vending machines, right? And we're going into the, the charitable giving season where we can make sure to take selfies. Okay, because while you were droning on about Del Taco, I was droning looking at KSL.com, the local communist rag, and mm-hmm. they have a little headline reminding us that a poll shows Utah interest in Ukraine is still high. Mm-hmm, sure it is. But urge to help is waning. Hmm. Hmm. What does the urge to help mean? What does that mean? This I don't know. I think this is just Dennis Romboy of Deseret News posting some sort of uh, gobbledygook to keep... Ukraine uh, in the headlines? To, no, to stay on track with his assignments. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, we need you to do something. It's like, I'm imagining the newsroom uh, these days in any of these uh, Pravda outlets... Uh, sort of like a sixth grade English class. Like mm-hmm. you need to you need to write on this particular topic two pages by Ron Monday. Romboy, I need two hundred and fifty words on why Ukraine is still relevant. Go, hurry up. Go. Why, why why Utahns are still interested in helping Ukraine? Not just how it's relevant, but that's very specific, right? Hurry it looks, up. It looks like the editor wrote that. Hey, um, we need you to have have some sort of a headline that says Utahns are still interested in Ukraine. Can you imagine? I, I would like to go be a fly on the wall in one of these newsrooms. Do you think they sit there and they all in unison they chant? They're like it's incredibly dangerous to our democracy. And then they're, again, it's incredibly dangerous to our democracy. Again oh. but more realistic. It's incredible. It's incredibly dangerous to our democracy. Right. Again. <laughs> I, I'm sorry I'm not laughing more because I'm looking for who, I'll did, laugh at my own who did the poll. It was Deseret News Hinckley Institute of Politics, Politics poll. It's uh, 61% of respondents, blah, blah, blah. I want to know how many people they polled. 802 registered voters. Has a margin of error of about 802. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it's funny. Like U- Ukraine is, in, is certainly taking a backseat to Israel. Israel, Israel. You know what I think is kind of interesting? And uh, you have a lot of American politicians, especially those on the right, Republicans, who seem to believe that the UN created country of Israel, created in 1948, is the same as the House of Israel talked about in the, in the Bible and in a religious context. Is it the same thing, Jordan Bruno? <laughs> no, do you, we got uh, Yeah, if we want to change t- topics here, no, you're right. It was created secularly, right? And uh, it is a place where essentially uh, Jews, those of the Jewish faith, which is a very broad group, by mm-hmm. the way. Like, I think since we have a predominantly LDS audience. I mean, I would remind everybody that we have a very congruous denomination, right? A Christian denomination is, I don't even know if I want to call it a faith because uh, there are other breakoff groups from Joseph Smith, right? There were like something like 250 different 
distinct groups. If you go to the, if you go do the tour at the Kirtland Temple put on by the reorganized Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which they decided not to use the full name all the time. In fact, they decided to shorten it to Community of Christ because Victory they want, didn't want to have extra. <laughs> they didn't want to have extra syllables in there, but. They will remind you that yeah, there were a lot of flavors of Mormonism that emerged after Joseph died, and the predominant, of course, the the most widely known one is what uh, scholars are now calling mountain saints. I believe, you know, (laughs) to uh, indicate the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, the the Salt Lake group of which we were born into. Right. So, um. Similar to that phenomenon, you have in Israel you have uh, in in the secular uh, well in the in the world of the Jews you have a more of a Uh, there's not, it's not a top-down hierarchy. It's more, it's more dependent on your local mm-hmm. rabbi, you know, your, the, the traditions your family ha- has passed down from, from forever ago, right? And the, and the community and how the community views things. And then there, there would be, just like any um, group of uh similar like-minded people they they would have conferences and and groups of where the rabbis get together and talk to each other you know but it's not a there is no um leadership structure like the quorum but of the 12 apostles starting, with a set with a central corporation running everything is starting world war three right now in defense of israel is that the same thing as like ushering in the second coming of jesus because that's what how a lot of these guys are talking. Well, what I know, I'm long winded, but you gotta, yeah, <laughs> you gotta go back and and realize that after you know, in the it was before World War II, actually, there was this uh, thing called the Balfour Declaration. It was 1917. So, in fact, the United States entered. World War II, the day after this was signed, and it was a public statement issued you mean by the, World War One. Sorry, yes, World War One. Did I say two? Yeah. Excuse me. The Balfour Declaration, if you look at this on Wikipedia, was a public statement issued by the British government in 1917 during the First World War, announcing its support for the establishment of a national home for the Jewish people in Palestine, at the time, an Ottoman region with a small Jewish minority population. So, the Ottoman empire we should look up ottoman we have one of those next to our couch (laughs) also known as the turkish empire it controlled much of what i would call the levant this is uh the area in and around the mediterranean sea the uh saudi peninsula or the saudi arabian i don't know if we'd call that a peninsula but it's a kind of a subcontinent um, North Africa, um, up through Turkey, it didn't really get much into Europe, mm-hmm. but 
very influential, you know, especially during the Renaissance and after that. But so, so what, what we're saying is that for, you know, especially since the, the, the last crusades, which were in the 1300s, and the last good Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is Islamists, uh, Muslims controlled that area, right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking for, and they controlled it also before the Crusades, which sort of began in around 1100, right? So they controlled it for a long time, essentially after the Zealot Rebellion in 70-something AD, when Rome destroyed the temple and the Jews revolted and mm-hmm. that was sort of uh, pretty dramatic for anybody living there. The area was not under any, um, what'd you call it? Jewish influence waned rapidly and it was, uh, it became what we call Palestine. And so um, as a nation, there really was no place for the Jews there. They were scattered, okay? As the prophecies had predicted, they were scattered. And this had happened before in 587 when the Babylonians came in and destroyed Jerusalem. So there, uh, scholars call that the first diaspora, right? Or the diaspora, meaning scattering. Anyway, um, so the state of Israel is sort of a an artificial creation starting right at the the time that the United States entered World War One, And there is a lot of conspiracy theory surrounding why that would have occurred. What, what was the deal that required the Balfour Declaration to be signed by the Crown, right? Or the British government to induce the United States into World War One. And um, it wasn't until after World War II that, the, that it got a lot of momentum. Of course, we have the Holocaust, which we're wondering why, Holocaust, why we use that term in academia. The Germans exterminated a lot of Jews, Poles, uh, Gypsies, etc., undesirable elements of their, of their culture. And in, in sort of a genocide is what you ought to call it, right? That's what we would call it today, but scholars call it the Holocaust, which means a fiery sacrifice. That's a discussion, a potential discussion. And um, the, uh, the idea was that there was, there was a big move to try and, you know, because of that, because of the sympathy that they had for each other and, the, and the, just the terrible situation, a lot of the, the displaced Jews in Europe wanted to move back and make a home in uh, the Holy Land. And so out of that came the state of Israel, which is a co-opting of the name Israel. Israel, of course, was the name given to Jacob by the angel, right? right. By the Lord. So you got Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Probably, you know, these are these are ancient legends that point to real people probably around 2400. Okay, Abraham was probably around 2400 B.C., and uh, we don't know exactly what happened, but we have to remind the viewing public or the listening public that uh, 
Abraham had many sons. One of them was a man named Ishmael, I believe, out of which he prophesied would many nations would spring up. And one of those, uh, the groups of people that came out of that were the, the Muslims. And, uh, but Isaac was the one that had the birthright, according to the Jewish and Christian tradition. And I know this is really long-winded. Bobby's going to sleep over there. The the point he asked the question. <laughs> no, I did. No, the point no is, I, I didn't have well, that question. You can't. No, but you can't answer the question without. You can't answer the question with all this, true, true. without all this history because they're fighting over this. They're fighting over. See, Jacob, uh, Abraham was supposedly given the land, right? Right. And he had many sons, but it was Isaac that came from the correct wife, Father right? Abraham. Yeah. Had many sons. Okay, so then Isaac gets the birthright. Then Jacob gets the birthright. Remember the whole Jacob Esau thing in the mm-hmm. porridge, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so Jacob gets the birthright, and um, Jacob had many sons, twelve sons. Okay, right. That's called that was the house of Israel. So the fact that they call Israel Israel today instead of Judah is very misleading. That's mm-hmm. my point. That's my point in all this. It's very, very misleading that the secular state of Israel is, is thusly called when there were 12 sons and they all had inheritances in that area. And then they started fighting with each other. Okay. And the Jews took it over. The tribe of Judah, the Judahites, became the Jews who were pejoratively spoken of by Nephi in the Book of Mormon as the Jews at Jerusalem. It may surprise people to know that at the time of Christ, there were more Jews, meaning descendants of Judah, living in Alexandria, Egypt, than at Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Hence, it made perfect sense that Jesus, or Mary and his father, uh, or steward, Joseph, would have left when Herod was trying to kill all the kids and fled to Egypt because they would have found um, support there. And the tribe of Judah had inherited all that southern land in uh, Palestine. So there's a massive amount of misunderstanding going on relative to who the... Who the um, Who, who, who all is involved over there, so right? So true or false? As a Christian, we believe the Bible teaches very clearly that we're to stand with Israel. Who said that? Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House. The Bible teaches we're to stand with Israel. Which means we're supposed to support spending bills to fund the war be- between Israel and whoever they decide to fight. In, in other words, <laughs> the, whoever they as a Christian... Unless it's Ukraine. We believe the Bible teaches very clearly that we're supposed to start World War III. And look, I, I, uh, I, I'm not going to come down on either side in this thing. I've talked a little bit about that in the past. But this is a, this, you've got people in Washington who are using Christianity and the gathering of Israel, this idea of the gathering of Israel and the house of Israel, to warmonger and to start a, a global conflict and it's a little bit uh it's a little bit disturbing when you really think about it how is that any different how is something like that mike johnson saying as a christian we believe we're supposed to stand with israel and all that implies how is that different than a muslim saying you know uh invoking jihad a holy war on 
the infidels. It's the same type of language. Somehow I'm not sure God uh, really is uh, too enthusiastic about us starting wars in his name. That's been going on, though, for that's, Well, yeah, that's the story, a long of, time. That's the story and, and, of humanity. And, and, and so trying to figure out who, who gets, the, gets the space over there is, uh, you know, who gets the real estate, that's the big problem. Well, the we, Jewish tradition is that they came in and they wiped out and utterly destroyed entire civilizations when they came out of Egypt about a thousand years later under Moses. That it was, thou, thou shalt not leave anything alive, neither man nor woman nor child nor ox nor ass nor yeah, the, uh, you know, animal <clears throat> or manservant, uh, maidservant, uh, blah, blah, blah. Deuteronomy. Prime Minister of Israel just quoted that. Deuteronomy? Uh, Netanyahu just uh, quoted that, or something real similar. In other words, saying we're gonna, we're invoking holy war on our end to fight the holy war on their mm-hmm. end, and uh, we're all gonna burn to death in the name of a holy war. So, uh, black, <laughs> black pill, and we gotta pay seventeen dollars for tacos. Right? Maybe they could set up a vending machine. Where does my donation go? This is always a great question, right? When you want to donate to a charity. Mm-hmm. I, I, would, I think they would rather you not. 100, 100% of your donations made at a light-the-world-giving machine will be used for this the... This sounds a little bit like, like Phil Hartman doing The Simpsons. ...will be used for the purchased item, similar items... Or services of greater need as determined by the applicable charitable organization. To ensure this, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints generously covers all giving machine operational costs. Did you hear what, what the answer to that question is? This is at uh, the Church's website, by the way. 100% of your donations made at a Light the World giving machine will be used for the purchased item similar items, or services of greater need as determined by the applicable charitable organization. In other words, your donation can and is used for anything the charity wants it to be used for. Who are, who are these charities we're giving to? Well, there's a bunch. and uh, Have you ever bought anything from these vending machines? Have you ever bought a chicken out of a vending we machine? We have. We have. You have? I don't, I don't like it. Be, let me someone, tell you. So someone in the Flood family enjoys buying the... <clears throat> let me tell you why I don't... These are like stationed in... It reminds me of the Widow's Might story, right? Like you got all these guys in there throwing... Mm-hmm. The idea was they, they had a... Um, this is back in biblical times, right? They had Pharisees or whoever trying to take donations. They had put like containers that made noise when you threw mm-hmm. money in. So... Guys would go stand there to be seen in the temple or whatever, mm-hmm. caref- you know, strategically tossing in coins every time someone they right. wanted to see them, who this they is, wanted to see them donate these, these don- was passing these, by. These vending machines are set up with a selfie background next to them. They're they're not subtle. So, so not only the people on the street can see you buying from the vending machine, you can p- post it on Facebook. You're supposed to post it on yeah. 
social media. I want to set up a uh, a social experiment and dress up like a tattered, battered homeless person and and go sit next or very close by these machines and see if anybody offers to help. But this is why I don't like these these giving machines. First of all, the charities involved are organizations that are mired in controversy, and we could maybe get into that. Organizations like UNICEF and CARE and World Food Program, <clears throat> organizations that are located far, far away and have, you know, we have, just as we, you know, here in the legal, legal lingo, we have no idea if we actually bought a chicken or a goat or clean water. We, we have no idea. But I don't like it because it's, uh, it, it gives you the false uh, little dopamine hit of helping somebody when you've not helped anybody at all. You've just put money into a vending machine. You might as well be buying a bag of uh, Bugles or Mike and Ike's or something because that's about the nutritional value you're getting out of this. It's, it's fake. It's not real. And... Uh, I think it gives us all a false sense of ministering or uh, uh, charity when really all we're doing is making donations to gigantic global NGOs, non-governmental organizations like the UN and the WEF and these other uh, nefarious corporate, nefarious entities who, as we've really learned over the last few years, are openly uh, hostile toward actual religion and liberty and freedom and individual autonomy. And uh, on top of that, there are certainly people right in your neighborhood who need help that you could probably uh, help out in all kinds of ways. It would be a lot more effective than buying a token that might be turned in for a chicken, or more likely will just pay the, uh, you know, the uh, very generous salaries of the people who run these organizations. So, so you've done it before. How does it work? You buy a token, and then you have to do something with the token, or it's a vending machine, just like a vending machine that sells sodas. There's items listed. Okay, there's C four, a chicken, and so you put in your eight bucks or whatever the chicken costs. And you type in C4, and it says, you bought a chicken. You get anything back? Like a receipt? You get a, a, you might, don't remember, but mostly you just get a self, uh, you know, a sense of superiority, moral superiority. So it takes your money and it says, thank you. Yeah, you've bought a chicken. You've bought a gallon of clean water. Does it take cash? Some of them do. The ones around here are credit card only. Credit card only. Yeah. <laughs> we won't take your dirty cash. And, you know, uh, <laughs> I, once, uh, I once wrote something like... It's like you know, uh, Delta my, Center. Actually, what is it called now? Uh, I think it's going back to the Delta Center. Is it? It's Woke Solutions Arena or something? Or? But it's... Uh, I, I can be a little bit... Uh, uh, cynical maybe is a word, but nah. one of the things, one of the good things about these machines is that you can go and, and uh, help out the poor people without ever having to look at any of them in the eyes. You know, it's very useful. You don't have to, you know, you don't risk getting dirty 
or uh, any associations with someone that doesn't have a lot of money. You know, it's it's a nice clean arm's length. <laughs> they're stupid. They're, they're really just absurd. Honestly, I think these things are. It's a virtue signaling opportunity. I think that they are uh, antithetical to what charity is supposed to be. So again, let's <clears throat> I mean, let's talk about the where where's this money going? That's the thing. I mean, it, okay, well, it so we've got the vir- we've got the we've got the silly virtue signaling side of it. The 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 uh, I find the similarities to the story of the widow's mite, which you can find in Mark twelve or Luke chapter 21 he looked up and he saw the rich men casting their gifts into the treasure and he also saw a certain poor widow casting in thither two mites and he said of a truth i say unto you that this poor widow hath cast in more than they all for all these have their abundance cast in unto the offerings of god but she of her penury hath cast in all the living she had um Jesus actually said it that way, <laughs> right? With such a sanctimonious voice, um, no. But it, it, if you know the setting there, where those guys would make a big show of it, giving their giving their offering, this is this is pr- very problematic. Well, people make a big very, show very problematic. at these. Well, that's the point of it. The point it, of it right. is to make a show of it, right? Right. You said that they have selfie backgrounds. That they put them in prominent places. Yeah, you know, you can, can you make be a don- seen to be doing this? You you were saying that you had something to do with uh, financial audits um, in your local ward. Mm-hmm. Can you directly donate to this effort? Light the world campaign on the uh, tithing slip anymore? Or uh, you can donate to humanitarian aid on a but tithing do we, slip. But do we make a do we make a deal of it? Like here's how to do it privately. We don't do that. I, I'm can. not aware of that. You can, and you can donate to these giving machines, private or you know online. Oh, you can do it online, okay. But how do you do? You take a selfie um, from your yeah, it's, keyboard. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's harder to virtue signal. But yeah. here's some of the charities listed. I clicked on the category of education. This is at the website, and it'll bring up uh, a couple of charities I can choose from. Mentors International. So you get to pick where it goes? UNHCR or UNICEF. You get to pick where it goes? Well, of these. And there are some local ones. No, when you do the vending machine, you pick... You I, pick. I don't know. I think the vending machine, you just pick the item. But here you can... And there are some local lists, listed charities. For example, Salt Lake City, Utah, says American Indian Services, Centro de la Familia de Utah, Utah Foster Care, Women of the World. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about any of those, but I suggest if you're going to do this, you should probably read about the, these organizations where this money's going. While you're doing that, I just typed in UNICEF scandals. Oh, yeah, it's probably a th- Google says uh, d- they disclosed uh, that 24 employees in their Kenya office stole or squandered $10 million. The fraud consumed more than a fourth of the agency's $37 million two-year budget. This was uh, back in the 90s, I think. Um so granted, they've been around for a while. Uh, September 2020, UNICEF is appalled that people who identify as UNICEF workers have reportedly committed abuse against vulnerable women. So statements on alleged sexual exploitation. Uh, 2018, UNICEF admits failings with child victims of alleged sex abuse. Uh, the new humanitarian.org, no idea who they are. 2021, 
a timeline of repeated scandals, reform pledges, and impunity. The same year, UNICEF Deputy Director Justin Forsyth resigns after being... I'm going to have to click on this to see what he did. Yeah, look up Peter Delgish. Delgish, is that who you're talking about? Uh, For... Forsyth resigned after being accused of inappropriate behavior by female staff members while previously working at Save the Children. Yeah. There was another guy, right? <clears throat> yeah, P- Peter Dalglish. Uh, you can look him up. We don't need to talk about I'd him. I'd rather not. Yeah, these, these charities don't have clean records. I mean, well, UNICEF obviously doesn't. You've got other examples of... Uh, well, you have, if you click on some of the other categories, you have care... Uh, they're a known abortion provider. And it's like, do you, as a Latter-day Saint, do you want your money going to organizations that... Okay, so you can... Pr- so you, the money goes to care? This, In one of the tra- categories, yeah. Okay. If you click if you on want, like, health and wellness. Just, health and just wellness. FYI, care, it, this isn't like... Um, <clears throat> I believe I'm just saying this isn't really hidden. I think that the if you if you look for the uh, this group care, their website is abortionclinics.org. If well, I'm understanding they also have, this right, they also have care.org, but I mean they 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 get involved with you know women's health, which is obviously uh, uh, an abortion. Well, I mean one of their websites is abortionclinics.org. Right, right. So it's not just that. I mean, that's what I got when I started searching based on what you were saying. Our work, food, health, education, climate, equality, women's economic justice, and child hunger. A child dies from hunger every 11 seconds. Care is working tirelessly to abort these children so they're not hungry. Actually, that's not actually the headline. (laughs) Okay. Says they're providing food for these families. I hope that's actually the case. I'm sure they provide some food, <clears throat> but that's that's kind of the point we're getting at. Is like these when I think a lot of people erroneously believe that when they buy a chicken or a goat or clean water at a LDS affiliated <clears throat> giving machine that they are that they are paying the church to provide these things. And the church doesn't do it at all. The church Apparently. is a middleman. The church is just a middleman, a facilitator between sort of fooling us into donating to these large organizations. Well, I mean, this is what CARE says. They are working around the globe to save lives, defeat poverty, and achieve social justice. Mm-hmm. We seek a world of hope, inclusion, and social justice where poverty has been overcome and all people live with dignity and security. So as listeners of the show know, the word social justice is essentially um, a marketing slogan of the oligarchy to try to take away the freedoms of the masses and make everyone equal at the lowest level. Right. Right. This is to take away any upward mobility. It's It's a code word, a key word. If you have somebody that is talking about achieving social justice, you know they've either been brainwashed or um, are they just naive? They don't understand what's going on behind the scenes with the money and with all with these efforts to to not only um, get your money but to legislate against your 
uh, ability to operate in a free <laughs> and equitable way <laughs> to use their word. I hate to use the word <clears throat> equitable, but that, you know, you that's got, what's going on. You got the UNHCR, which is a refugee arm of the UN, and they've got scandals about refugee smuggling, human trafficking. Uh, none of these, these places are, at least for me personally, if I'm thinking, you know what, I wanted to, this holiday season, I want to help out some people in need. In, in what universe is, is donating to the UN the right, like... Well, that's... It's in, it's, it, to me, that's just like, why don't you just take your money and light it on fire? We've marveled at that before, um, why the leaders of the LDS Church are, are courting or seem to be intermeshed with the United Nations. And I, I think it has something to do with what was exposed by the We Are the People podcast guys, mm-hmm. that uh, we are the cradle of the fourth industrial revolution here. Mm-hmm. We are building something different than what the local saints think we're building. The idea, the idea has always been that this is Zion, right? This was a. Uh, well, we even have our own bank. Well, we, but I mean, back in the day, right? We came <laughs> out of the the Midwest into a an unsettled territory, right? Not, uh, not a nation, but w- what was commonly recognized as a territory of the United States. They called it Indian territory, didn't they? I mean, and then yeah. it became the territory was, of Deseret for a while. I think it was part of Mexico originally. Originally, it was part of Mexico. I can't remember if that was still the case. Got to look up our history when, there. When the pioneers came or not? But go on. Oh, I'm just saying. Um, the idea was to escape all of this, and now we are building all of this, right? To it was to <clears> escape. <throat> it was to escape the world and the control system. It didn't take long for the powers that be to co-op utah we we very quickly re, you know got outsider governors and proxy governors right after installed. the after the war between the states then the the eastern powers were able to focus their energy and the army came and set up shop here right and then after we were made a state it was very quickly you know just we were just we were in the club Right, they had to hold they had to hold the Reed Smoot hearings hearings uh, to decide if they were going to seat a Mormon as a, an actual senator, a member of the Senate. Right, they didn't want Mormons involved in um, mm-hmm. national politics there for the first decade or two. Other programs: World Food Program, Water Aid, UNICEF. UNHCR, Mentors International, Church World Service, CARE, American Red Cross. Um, so this goes to the, uh, so this is not maybe not a Black Pill episode, more, more of a who are we really episode. That's one of our main themes. IDE Global, <laughs> Water for People. I mean, there's a lot of choices here. And, and how many people who, who go through this are going to actually do any homework and decide if they want their money going to these organizations, how much of uh, money that's donated to these places, how much of that is actually converted into the thing you think you're providing? Well, and if you, and if you look at, you know, if you type the word scandal after any of these, most of them you can find some fairly significant right. scandals. Some, so these are... Some, you know, really significant, a well, lot more than just, oh, misuse of funds. No, they're actually involved in 
human trafficking, yeah. slavery. That's the sad part. Now, we have like a missionary force, right? We have a group of young people who would really love to get out and do humanitarian service rather than banging their head against the wall, knocking on doors. I know we don't knock on doors anymore. What We oh, they still post do. on Facebook. No, they still knock on doors. They do? Yeah. Where? Um, everywhere, probably. You think they're getting back to that? Yeah. I don't know. They still do some virtual stuff, you know, Facebook stuff, but they're, they're getting back to knocking on doors. I remember when I was uh, on my mission, we loved the opportunity to do service because <laughs> not a lot of people wanted to talk to us. And I, I feel like it was a... Um, it was a chance to take off the suit and tie and you know get some exercise i feel like it was at least the community i feel like it was at least as effective as our other efforts of course i was in a more difficult non-south american <laughs> locale right um as was i but you have to wonder what the deal is like what uh you know, what is the point? Because we, we have, you, you make a really good point. This money should be going to the church and, and funding the activities of members giving service, shouldn't it? Like, we, shouldn't we, we could have a massive uh, humanitarian aid organization, right? We could go out and... right. And I think a lot of, I mean, we kind of used to, or at least we, we still kind of do. Which, do we? Well, at least that's the idea, right? I mean, there is LDS Charities run by the uh, uh, venerable and honorable Sharon Eubank, okay, who no. just loves the UN. You're going to have to catch everybody up on Sharon Eubank, because we've talked about her. Well, she's just, uh, she just she's, she loves the UN. A weatherman's daughter. But <laughs> you type in World Food Program scandals, and it's like, how corrupt is a World Food Program? The UN Food Program's rampant corruption. I mean, these are, these, are, these are mainstream headlines, too. It's pretty funny. I mean, it's like, but, but that was a, when, when we were growing up, the uh, kind of a, a, a sense of pride was, Within the church, we have this robust uh, bishop storehouse, and members were taught to be self-sufficient and to have food storage and to you know to to live within their means. And now it's a little different. Now it's like, well, hey, yeah, you donate money. Forget about being prepared for a rainy day, and you don't hear about living within your means or food storage. Now it's like, well, just donate to these massive organizations that we have absolutely no oversight or influence in of how the money is spent, if it's spent, what it's spent on. Do you, do you feel it's like... It's sort of like the, what the church itself has become for tithe payers. Just give us your money and we'll spend it however we need to and just trust us with it. And also legally, when you donate it, it becomes ours. It's on the tithing sheet. So whether you like it or not, go pound sand. Yeah. Do, do you feel like the church has an image problem? I mean, like... Just your gut feel out there, not not in Utah, but 
around the world. I mean, we, we act like we have an image problem, right? We're always, we, we're getting them all kinds of money. We're cozying up to the NAACP or yesterday whatever. Yesterday, in the... We have a huge marketing effort to try to make us look good. Yesterday was the fifth Sunday, right? You have like different meetings in the second hour of church. We had this panel discussion with some people that were chosen to be on the panel and you could do Q and A's and somebody, somebody said something to the effect of, you know, out there being a member of the church is really hard because we're always being persecuted for our beliefs. And I just thought, who's persecuting who, us? who, where certainly the church itself. It, uh, sure. You have its critics, right? But that's not the same thing as persecution. And th- those voices are, a lot less uh, influential than they used to be, I think. But I just thought, like, the the church is hosting people from governments and the UN and media. So, is there an image problem? I don't know, but there's. I think. I think that the there's this desperation to be seen as a global church, a global NGO. I think they view themselves like UNICEF or the World Food Program. It's like, hey, we're Look at all the money we raise too. Well, if you type in this LDS church scandals, you'll get a similar list. <laughs> we do all this stuff, and uh, look, we hide our money from our members just like you guys do, and uh, we get fined by the SEC just like you guys do, and we're you know we show up with yellow vests and we donate water, and it's like uh, to me it kind of goes back to what we talked about last week. This is why why. Why? Well, I just, I'm, I'm wondering what we're doing because the why of it is part of it, but the, but what we're actually doing is really clunky. It doesn't seem to make any sense. Like the, the way we act is that we do have something to prove, but then the best way to prove it would be to do Christ-like service, to put our money where our <clears throat> mouth is. I mean, that the, the sure proselyting is important, but wouldn't, it would be very easy to just give and prove it, you know, like, well, prove that you're following the, the example of Christ in the new Testament and act like it, give, 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 give service. And what, and, and the problem is you don't ask anything in return. I think that we have a, we have a culture where we've got to report on everything and report on how successful it was. And so, so the ulterior motive is always to get, members or get donations or to get numbers or something like that isn't i mean that's that's what i learned on my mission is that the numbers really matter okay and politics really does matter unfortunately that's one of the things i learned so uh we could actually we could we could we could maybe say hey look we'll let god keep the score and we'll just give Uh, i'm throwing that out as a possibility that would be well, that's the attitude a lot of... With, without, without expecting anything in return. You know what I'm talking about? That's the attitude a lot of members of the church take with tithing. They say, well, you know, I'm commanded to donate, and after that, it's, it's out, out of my, my hands. hands. But that's a little bit lazy, isn't it? I think it's very lazy, because I think it's important... Because all you have to do is write the <clears> check. <throat> Actually, you don't even write the check anymore, right? You just do the online but I also direct think deposit. It, I also think it, it, it doesn't hold the church leaders who are supposed to be just like us, right? One of us. It doesn't hold them to any account when they use tithing money to do things that that uh, maybe uh, cause people to scratch their heads, like 
the malls or the stock market or or and or when they make statements like when they've been caught you know uh smudging or what's the word a uh, fudging their tax returns or their tax documentation and then you have Todd Budge that says well, it wasn't an accurate statement it wasn't meant to be an accurate statement it was only meant to convey the idea that we didn't feel like we needed to fill this form out and it's like in other words, you just lied to the federal government and to us, but we're just supposed to say, "Oh well." Well, but there it, it goes. Like, it goes deeper than this. Because, of course, it does. But let me go ahead. Finish well, your thought. Well, I'm just saying, like, but to to just say, "Well, it's out of my hands now." They're accountable is somewhat true, but at the same time, when you know that the money is that that money that you donate with the idea of it going toward churches and books of mormon and temples and helping the poor and the needy isn't doing any of those things shouldn't we speak up about that but then if you do speak up about it you sometimes get your head cut off so (laughs) or your tongue cut out go on you ever thought about why the books in the bible are ordered the way they are ordered it's not chronological you know that right like in the old testament Mm -hmm. i'm not Put a ton of thought into that. Genesis is says in the beginning, so it makes sense. Put that at the beginning. Well, you have the <laughs> you have the books of Moses first. Okay, mm-hmm. it's the Jewish Torah or close to it. Does the word Genesis mean beginning, or did we co-opt the name of the book of Genesis to mean beginning? Because Genesis is a word, a generic. You know, people will use that as. As the word beginning. Anyway, I uh, Old English Genesis. I'm looking at Edom online here. Old English Genesis, first book of the Pentateuch, which tells, among other things, the creation of the world from the Latin Genesis, generation or nativity. Okay, this comes from the Greek uh, Genesis, meaning origin, uh, creation, generation, from gignesthai, okay. to be born. Genos, so they, genos. So the name of the book probably came from the Greek Oh, for word. sure. It wasn't yeah. uh, a... Tra- was it a translation of... Transliteration. Of what it was originally called? Yeah, that would be a transliteration. Is that what it is? I think so. So Moses called it like Genesis? Let's see. The Hebrew or... Moses didn't write the books of Moses. What are you talking about? Well, whoever uh, whoever did... Scribes. <laughs> in uh let's see the Greek Septuagint loading. This is like two or three hundred BC when the Septuagint was um uh was recorded. Genesis, yeah. Gamma, Eta, Nu, Eta, Sigma, Iota, Sigma. Genesis. So that's the Greek term that was used all the way back. Okay. But the the Old Testament... Okay, so I got us on a little bit of a tangent here, but I think this, this goes to the deeper issue. Um... 
the re the reason that the books are ordered the way they're ordered is because they've they've put them in categories, right? So first you have um it's essentially topical. First is uh the law, which is the books of Moses, then history, poetry, major prophets and minor prophets. Okay? And uh and sometimes that's uh looked at as um that you have the hist like in the New Testament, it's the histories, right? So you've got the Gospels, and then you've got um, Acts, which is also history, and then you've got the Epistles, and then the Apocalypses, right? Does that make sense? So Revelation mm -hmm. is what they'd call an apocalypse, an unveiling. Mm -hmm. So the Revelations come at the end. So uh, we get in um, in the in the Old Testament, we get we don't really have any apocalypses. Those were all taken out. We end with the letters, kind of like the epistles of Paul. And we have um, a letter to the priests in Malachi. <laughs> okay. Um, right. I was thinking about the verses in Malachi that get, Quoted all the time. The, the, this is what, I, yeah, this is what happens is it's like, okay, so you shouldn't, the, the reason you shouldn't worry about it is because you need to bring your tithes to the storehouse, right? And God will open up the windows of heaven. And mm -hmm. that's quoted to you, right? But mm -hmm. would, it, would, it, would it be a surprise if you found out that this was actually, these were instructions given to the priests? No. Okay. And when you say you've robbed God, even this whole nation, it's, it's not, not the, the nation robbing the nation. It's, it's, it's not this the, ro it's robbing not the, the nation. nation robbing God. It's the priests robbing God and the nation. That's right. That's what I'm getting at with this whole line of discussion. It's right. like the context has been wildly modified, <laughs> forgotten, right. conveniently forgotten, because the, the point is that... Um, if you'll, re if you'll take out the chapter breaks and read Malachi, you realize that he's talking to the priests. In fact, there's, like, there's a sort of a preface in chapter one, right? But then it starts, and you gotta take, you gotta remember, there were no chapter breaks when this was originally written. Mm -hmm. can, we, can, we, can we just lay that down as an obvious fact that they didn't put the chapters and verses in until later? audience yes okay the audience is saying we can go ahead and do that okay so malachi chapter two starts off and it says and now O ye priests this commandment or instruction is what i would say is for you if you will not hear and if you will not lay it to heart to give glory to my name saith the lord of hosts i will send a curse upon you and i will curse your blessings okay I could, we could re continue to read Malachi because it's very instructive, but it's but the point is it's very clear to whom he is speaking. Audience, can we go ahead and just get past the? Can we can we all agree that when it when he says now ye priests this it says commandment again in King James, but it's this is a an instruction or a commandment to the priests. Now, O ye priests, this commandment is for you. Can we? Can we? concede the point that the book of Malachi is talking to the leadership? Is that not appropriate at this point? Have we not, have we not just laid out just some really good basic logic that that is undisputable or indisputable? 
I don't know. Bow your head and say yes. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, and and here, anyway, I I don't want to get it. There's so much to say here because if we want to get back to the war, uh, verse 10 of chapter two says, have we not all one father? (laughs) Why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother? I mean, Verse 11, Judah hath dealt treacherously, and an abomination is committed in Israel and Jerusalem. This is like reading the the Lord's response to the daily paper here. I mean, (laughs) okay. Uh, But we get then to, you know, ye ye have wearied the Lord with your words. You say, wherein have we wearied him, etc., etc. He's talking to the priests. Chapter 3. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he'll prepare the way, right? And then, um, again, written to the priests, he says, he says um, the messenger is going to come, but who will be able to abide the day of his coming? What, what does that mean? I mean, if we look at uh, chapter 2, what does the word abide other, other versions say, who is going to endure the day of his coming? Who will be able to stand when he appears? Who, who will be able to endure when he, when he comes? That's, a, that's the word that's used most often instead of abide. Who's going to be able to make it through this? And again, who was the intended audience of this message? The priests, right? For he is like a refiner's fire and a fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi. Why is it saying the sons of Levi there, Bobby? Add some commentary, color commentary right now. Why Levi in a message to the priests? Well, because they tend to be more durable than wranglers. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love the responses from from Mr. Flood. Levi... Remember how the house Levi is, is the line of of pre, priesthood, the priestly line, the right? priestly line, right. right? So this is consistent. What I'm trying to sh- show is that the text is consistent with what I'm trying to say here. In fact, it's so consistent that it should be obvious, but because we slice and dice and chop it up and proof text everything, and we go through. Uh, well, I'm, I'm speaking directly to the LDS at this point. We do very little work to try to understand what it means. We just mm-hmm. follow the manual, and we never read the text. Mm-hmm. We would never read the whole book of Malachi because we couldn't have time to do that in a half the half an hour that we've allocated every four years to discussing the last eight books of the Old Testament, or whatever it is, 15 books? I don't know, how many well, How many books the, do we the, slam the, in there? The Come Follow Me just glide, gl- just kind of glides over. How even, it, even Isaiah, we don't spend much time in Isaiah. No, right, we maybe spend a week on that, but we will spend a whole lesson on verses 8 and 9 of this chapter, and 10 and 11, but we will not... So it's eight through. It's actually eight through twelve, and we'll 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 make movies about that. You know, we'll make movies well, about Lorenzo Snow. Uh, unfortunately, but we won't put it in context. Unfortunately, money and the the acquisition of money and the growing of money has become a a real focus of modern uh, LDS culture, and it's this prosperity gospel. It's the church is wealthy, therefore it is true. That that's an idea that's really prevalent, and so 
the foundation of all that wealth is charitable giving, it's tithing, which by the way is, you know, sort of in some circles seen as a fee to access saving ordinances. Hmm. Because if you don't pay, you don't go to the temple, and the temple's uh, full of saving ordinances, according to the LDS Church. So you got to pay up to pray up or something. I don't know. I was trying to make something up on the fly. A new catchphrase. (laughs) Pay Pay up up to pray up. Pray up. Pay up to pray up. Think think (laughs) celestial. (laughs) By the way, I did a little homework, and uh, that talk, uh, Think Celestial. Yeah. President Nelson used that phrase, think celestial, 23 times in the talk. That's a lot in a 10-minute address or something. Yeah. 23 times. Yeah. You are being entrained to think a certain well, way. here's what I'm thinking, <clears throat> is that uh, in the heavens they dwell in everlasting burnings, hence... He needs to refine them as a purifier of silver. How do you purify silver? In the fire. How do you purify the sons of Levi? He'll purge them as gold and silver. He's going to burn them up, okay? That they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. If, that, if, if the, the impurities are not burnt out, they cannot exist at, in the celestial kingdom. So think celestial here, everyone. <laughs> Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant to the Lord, as in the days of old, as in, and as in former years. Okay, the offering. What is the offering? That's not only the um, the sacrificial offerings, uh, meaning animal sacrifice, but also your tithes, mm-hmm. right? And a tithe is not a tithe until it is placed in the hand of the priest. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you have it in your hand, it's not a tithe until it's given. So. It would be considered money, and then when it is given, meaning after it has been left the hand of the rank and file, it becomes the tithe, all right? So anyway, he goes on, and he's upset with the priests. And he says, even from the, talking about these sons of Jacob, these Levites, verse 7, okay, this is the, the very prior sentence to the windows of heaven stuff, right? And have you robbed God? Even from the days of your fathers, you, the priests, are gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, saith the Lord of hosts. But you said, wherein shall we return? What? 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 We didn't do anything. (laughs) I didn't eat the last cookie. (laughs) Have you ever done that as a kid? Like, you've got Oreos, and you don't eat them all. You save one so that you can have plausible deniability. No, I didn't eat them all. I only ate all of them but one. <laughs> okay. Where this is the priests, guys. This is so in your face. Wherein shall we return? 8. Will a man rob God? Yet ye the priests have robbed me. But you say wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, so that there may me, may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up to you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. 
if the priests would use the money for its intended purposes, things would be different, is what it says in the book of Malachi. Now, if you want to make any links, if you want to use this as a type and shadow or liken it, the scriptures, to any facet of your life or your religion or anywhere in the world, okay, it is appropriately applicable, all right? But you make those links, okay? Anything we've said today could be misconstrued, <laughs> but I hope you don't misconstrue it and you hear exactly what Malachi is saying there. I'm feeling inspired. How else can I get involved in hashtag light the world? Did you actually type that into the LDS No, this button? is, this is oh. at the FAQ. Oh, this is the FAQ on the, on the <clears throat> church website? Yeah. I'm feeling inspired. Switching topics. How else can I get involved in hashtag light the world? The hashtag is there, by the way. Answer. The giving machines are just one way to hashtag light the world. And you don't have to spend money to help others one by one like Jesus did. Click here for more ideas to do good. I just heard that you don't have to help others. Back up. My mind was going to my mind. You don't have to help others like Jesus did is what I heard. <laughs> the giving is that's because Jesus was helping people like he was looking them in the eye. He was it looking says, them in the eye. He was healing them. He's putting his hands on them. Like if like say they had something way worse than COVID, say like leprosy, mm. he would touch them. No. No. I think he quarantined them. Now he uh, I know it didn't say that, but that's what I heard is you don't have to help others like Jesus did because you have the vending machines. You can do it remotely. No, it, it says the giving machines are just one way. No, they're, vend- they they're be, vending machines. These are they, giving machines? They're that's vending, what they, these are vending machines. They call them giving machines. I think they're taking machines. Taking machines. Yeah, that's exactly. That's what it says. The giving machines are just one way to hashtag light the world. And you don't have to spend money to help others one by one like Jesus did. Click here for more ideas to do good and serve others this Christmas. So here's, here's what you, I want to... Did you click here? Not yet, but I will. Okay, come on, click. It says, I'm feeling inspired. Okay. How else can I help? Well, follow the inspiration you're receiving. Maybe do that. If you're truly feeling inspired... No, click here. Then you're going to know no, click, what to do. Click here. Click here. Okay, click here. <laughs> Okay, we got a, a video with President Nelson. It's share your light every day. Who needs your light okay, hold today? Hold on a second. You got a video of Nelson instead of a, a list of ideas? Well, let's click scroll. here. Here, here's. Oh, there's a download. You could download something. There's a, Do you have to install an app there's to a, help others? There's a downloadable PDF, printable document format. Discover fifty ideas to share your light. Okay. Twenty-five days of kindness. Okay, wait a minute. From December 1 to Christmas Day, pay attention to the ways the people around you have shared their light with you and others. Each day, highlight their small acts of kindness on social media. (laughs) Hopefully, the examples you share can inspire many more to reach out with love like Jesus did. Make sure to use the following hashtag in your posts. Hashtag light the world. Okay, 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 okay. So the number one way, the first, like if you really, when you get past, past all the clicks, the way that you help other people is to remarket is to remarket the campaign hashtag light the world well the number one thing is is a video okay so you can watch a video of president nelson but let's say we've you can sign up let's say that weekly inspiration via email let's say that doesn't light our fire 
the Does, video. The, say, say we're not into the video for a minute. The first thing is to in the PDF is to remarket the campaign. No, the first thing is to download the PDF. Okay, 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 okay. And then you have 25 days of kindness. And well, the first day of the day, days first, of kindness is to hashtag light the, the world. December 1st is to download the 50 ideas to share your light. Oh, the Christmas. first day you do the download. The se second day, we're asking you to share your light all season long this Christmas. Join us this <coughs> month and showing kindness to someone new each day, just like Jesus did. <laughs> okay. I, okay, get it back. I'm not I, getting this. When do we do... When, <laughs> when do we help somebody? When, do they provide the person to help? I mean, <laughs> oh man, sign up for weekly inspiration via email. <laughs> Does that, what, what, can what, I just, what number, what, what Arabic numeral says? <laughs> I got to, I got to download the 50 what, things. What, so what, which, where's the, it. where's the Arabic numeral that says, wake up and do something more than dream of your mansions above. <laughs> okay. Here's the, I'm not going to read all of these. Come on. You got to read the one that says Fif to says to, that you're going to do the service. Fifty ideas to share your <coughs> fifty ideas to share your light. Who needs your light today? Number I thought we were going to do like service or get, no, like help people like Jesus here's did. Here's fifty ideas. Number one, laugh with a friend. Okay. Number two, we've been doing that today. Call someone you miss. Okay, not doing that. Number three, carry an extra snack for someone in need. Okay. <laughs> okay, they're getting there. All right. Um, let's see here. Number seven, smile at someone. Okay. You got to be careful with that one nowadays. You might get punched. Well, if you're wearing a mask, you can't tell. Don't tell me what it's like to be punched. Remember Johnny Depp? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no. 16, support a local small business, just like Jesus did. Okay, so buying locally is what Jesus did. Well, he had no choice. That, I, you know, I, I can't really argue with that. No, I like buying he small probably, businesses. I'm sure he purchased locally. Um, Pretty sure. Let's see here. Number 20, learn how another culture celebrates Christmas. What was the... What are we doing? This is 50 ways to what? 50 days, 50 ways. To leave your lover? 50 first dates. This 50. is 50 ideas to share your light. I'm not sure how number 20, learn what, what, how another culture celebrates Christmas helps anybody. They're sharing their light. But you're just going on Wikipedia or something. Which is the darkest light on the web. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't know. And then what? So you... you cajole someone into listening to you did you know that in holland they put out wooden no, no, that's shoes not, that's not what the bullet, on the 24th that's not what the bullet point says it says just learn did you know that in mexico they say feliz navidad <laughs> okay okay um, you're, you're skipping somewhere are there any on there that are actually telling you to do service in fairness to the in fairness to the list... Number 27, send a funny meme or video to okay. a friend. In fairness to the list, Bobby Flood, are there any I'm that looking, say, like, do the dishes for your brother when it was his turn? Or uh, 29, uh, make a meal with a family member. That's kind of... No, but like make a meal for a family member might be like... the th 30, donate cans to your local food bank. Okay. 30, the local NGO. 31, be kind to yourself, practice self-care. Come on. 
I, There's got to be one on leave here. Leave a note. Leave a kind note for your mail carrier. Okay. We're going to help the mail. Say something nice to the mailman. Leave an uplifting comment on social media. Visit with an elderly neighbor. That's a good one. That's a really good one. I would, I would there edit you go. that a little bit and say there visit with any neighbor. Yeah, but at an elderly neighbor, that's really good. But yeah, yeah. any neighbor would be, uh, that's perfect. So, okay, so we found it. There's, that's a decent That's one. it. Uh, ask a coworker how you can lighten their load. Okay. That could have yeah. catastrophic consequences. <laughs> but, but that's, the, I mean, that's Jesus territory right there. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure what I'm getting into here, but you look like you need some help. How can I help you? Stop to help someone who's having car trouble. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, We're getting there. Go caroling with a group. Uh, we lost it. Take a walk. Caroling is not, used to be nice. People used to like it, but now if you go caroling, it's a little awkward, isn't it? Because yeah, you got because you got to stand there and listen to them sing at you. Well, not that, but like it's just not done very often it's anymore, is it? So too it, old so school. it's old school. So if you do that, then people are kind of uncomfortable. Um, they're like, I've got a way better tape of this song. In, well, not even a tape. I've got, a, I've got an MP3 of this song on my phone on Spotify. Do we, they don't even have it on the MP3. They're, they're listening to Spotify. I'd rather listen to that on Spotify or Apple Music than you guys on the porch. Number 23, contribute to the giving machines. <laughs> okay, we, we lost it. We had, we had a spark there. There's 50 uh, of these? 21, be patient with wait staff and customer service. Can't do that because I can't afford to go out to dinner. Okay. <laughs> uh, take a walk with a friend. That was the genesis. There's of, that word of again. The Mind Virus of, show. Of yeah. this show. Yeah. Um, post about a loved one using hashtag light the world. No, we're just marketing for the church um, there. Offer to teach someone a new skill. Hold the door open for a stranger. That's number 45. Okay, those two, teaching somebody a new skill, that's that's good territory. Uh, 47, pray for someone by name. Great. Uh, 48, volunteer at your local library. Mm. I would add, volunteer at your local library to remove pornographic books <laughs> marketed to children. Like the Bible. <laughs> right. uh, 49, give a hug to a friend. 50, Forgive someone. That's great. Fifty's good. So there's that. We didn't read. We 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 read a lot. Didn't of read them. the whole list, but like you didn't you didn't skip the obvious ones. Like uh, you know, uh, number six. Let a stranger go ahead of you in line. Like, how about like go ahead and give a few bucks to the guy that's panhandling outside of Temple Square. Number five. Pl plan <laughs> some one-on-one -on -one time. For that comment. Plan some one-on-one -on -one time with a loved one. It doesn't say have one-on-one time. Do it. One -on -one just, plan it. just plan it. Okay. <laughs> uh, share a link to a holiday song that you love. That's number nine. Number 11, pay for the person behind you at the grocery store. That's pretty uh, that could be interesting. That's hard to do, though, because the person behind you... You don't know how much they're going to spend. And you haven't, they haven't rung up their, their goods. Yeah. That's that's tough, and, and do they need it? Right? Like, do you feel like right. do you feel like you're they're in need? I mean, you've we've seen situations though where somebody's there struggling to come up with, or their credit cards declining, and that's right. a tough situation because right. you know you don't want to. Well, maybe you do want to be seen. Maybe you want to take a selfie with them and post it on Light the World and say, "I got this idea off of the downloadable PDF." Okay, they have now, they have something called a kindness randomizer. 
Ah. This is, a, this is uh, if you're not feeling the Holy Ghost, try our kindness randomizer. Need an idea to share your light? Click the card on the left to find a person to serve. Click the card on the right for an idea of what you can do for him or her. Okay, you ready? Okay, go ahead. Parent, send a nice text. So send a nice text to one of your parents. So what would be a nice text coming from one of your kids? Just if the kids are listening, what would you want to get texted from your kid? Uh, apologies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I ate the last uh, Oreo. <laughs> I did actually eat that whole box. Sibling, schedule a phone call or video chat. You know, if I texted my brother and said, hey, brother, I would like to schedule a phone call or video chat with you. He would think that something was wrong with me. I would just call him. Hey, what's up? Rather what's than him? schedule it. Would you like to schedule a video chat, dear brother? I might get a response back like, no refuting. Don't you remember? Grandparent, leave a gift on their doorstep. See, I can't do this. My grandparents are all gone. Wouldn't they love to see you, though? Right. You're going to doorbell, doorbell ditch, ditch your, your grandma. grandma, make yeah. her get up out of the chair, hobble to the door, open the door, catch a draft Herbert, of cold air. Herbert, those damn kids left this on our Herbert's porch. probably pooping it. Don't open it. Yeah, throw it away. <laughs> yeah, I would say, now I know this is random, okay, but I'd say random. grandparent, okay. go, go visit them. You think it's randomizing what you do for the, per like, it's randomizing both sides? Yeah. Okay. Mentor. That's the person. I don't know who, who that would well, be. Well, everybody me, has a mentor. Offer to complete something on their to-do list. So like Luke is like, oh, what's on your to-do list, Obi-Wan? Oh, kill Darth Vader. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So here, we'll, we'll, we'll click the right one first to get the deed, and now we'll click the left one. So a teacher pay for something on their wish list. For your teacher? Yeah, I guess. All right, find, there's moving on on the Find a Giving Machine near you. You can see the locations, and then uh, that's the end of the website. Hmm. I know we're being a little bit... Uh, what would Jesus do? Did he ever make any monetary donations? Yeah, he gave uh, unto Caesar that which Well, he didn't. He was just Caesar's. said... He found a fish with it in it. But see, a lot of people use that to justify taxation. Jesus never clarifies what belongs to Caesar. It might be that nothing does. <laughs> it might be that fish. It might be a play on words, right? Yeah, give unto him what belongs to him. And then he might have turned to Matthew standing next to him or someone and said, that's nothing, Matthew. Nothing belongs to him. And Matthew might have said, but I was a tax collector. <laughs> and Jesus looks back and says, I know. <clears throat> uh yeah, it's a good question. What would Jesus do? Well, that's the ultimate question, and we, we try in our imperfect ways to emulate him. And I, I don't want to be too cynical so about this stuff, other we, than like we could write a making it an obvious social media marketing campaign, I think is icky. We could do a little uh, comedic sitcom type of a movie about a modern Jesus. We'll call it The Choosin'. <laughs> and... Uh, He's an Instagram influencer, maybe a TikToker. If and you, uh, his, he goes about doing, <clears throat> doing these things, the modern Jesus. <laughs> if, Blessing people's lives. If, Doorbell ditching his grandparents. If an act of service isn't posted about online, did it really happen? 
If I go... This is the sound of one hand clapping, by the way. If, if somebody comes over and, and knocks on the door and says, hello, how are you guys doing today? Just was thinking about you. And there's no hashtag involved. Did it really make me feel better? See, this is where I get a little bit jaded on this stuff. Like, there's a lot of good ideas and, and good things to do in this, in this, you know, 50 things or whatever. But well, we kind underlying of- it all is like, put it on social media. Make sure everyone knows that you're using this hashtag. Make sure everyone knows how great you are. Take a selfie in front of the giving machine so everybody knows that you bought a chicken. Like, maybe just go out and actually buy a chicken at the grocery store or a turkey or a ham or whatever and go and give it to somebody that you know needs it because i promise you all know people in your sphere of influence in your circle in your ward or your neighborhood in your family that that probably needs a chicken right now or whatever right so go do that or maybe even better yet uh buy a whole freezer worth there's plenty of uh, local butchers. Speaking of buying local, there's a local butchers that'll sell you a box of uh, meat varieties. And you probably spend 100 bucks on that. Go buy that and give it to a family, and that will help feed them for, for weeks. Rather than some anonymous family somewhere in some faraway place that may or may not get that chicken that you bought I for 35 cents your point is really valid we do need we, we have a lot of need here and it's not just temp temporal or food needs or whatever like we we have a lot of healing we need here you know right. like peace to be right. brought to people we need uh camaraderie we need to we need to get away from the isolation of our screens there's a lot of positive things that could happen right here in your neighborhood right in your family right and definitely i'm sure there's temporal help but i mean we're you know you were talking about the collapse of western civilization earlier i can't remember what you said but it said western civilization had a good run it had a good run yeah um that'll be one of the t-shirt ideas that uh, i play the radio will post on the website but, you know, there's a, it's interesting, there's like these two extremes. One is to signal your virtue and show that you're doing good, right? Which is kind of what we're taking shots at today. Yeah, it's been, here's December 8th. It's been seven days of spreading Jesus's light and love. Share your experience so far on social media using hashtag light the world. Right. It, l- let me just read to you the words of Christ. <laughs> Oh, it's sad. From uh, the King James Bible, Matthew chapter 6. Take heed. Do you want me to translate this into modern English? Just I'll use King James, that way I can hide behind it. Take heed that ye do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms... Do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thine left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. The next part continues, and when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites, for they are 
They love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. So to just modernize that, it might say something like, when, when, the next time you do something nice, don't hashtag it. Right. It might, it might literally, it might say that, right? I mean, is that, that's a fair assessment of Matthew chapter 6, is it not? Bow your head and say. <laughs> December 12th. Jesus won, this is part of the 25 days of kindness. December 12th, Jesus went about doing good. Sign up for our Walk with Christ email series to learn how he shared his light. Or, or read the New Testament. Read the New Testament. Um, how many people, it just occurs to me, how many people are we paying to do this, to come up with this stuff? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this is a lot of stuff. Like, it is. It's more, more than one full-time person. There's a Un- GIF. Unless it's a very creative full-time person. There's an animated person. GIF here that says if you, you take a screenshot of it to get an idea, it's another randomized thing that you can um, write a letter to somebody. Um, maybe we could do a study of how many- Give a shout out to somebody on social media. How many man hours were put into this? And it's very much uh, marketed at like teenagers, I think. Well, it's a marketing. It's a marketing plan to help ooh, people ooh. get involved in the marketing plan. December fourteenth, this Christmas, you're invited to share your light with one person daily. Need an idea? Take a quiz. What's your service personality? Swipe. All right, you ready for this? <laughs> okay. Are we are we doing Jordan Bruno or Bobby Flood answering the questions? You go ahead and answer them. What's your favorite way to spend a weekend? Look, don't. Heavy drinking. No, no, no. Listen, there's a multiple choice. They give you, they limit you. Oh, I don't you. get to pick. Watching Longmire. What's binge, your... <laughs> binge watching Longmire, which <laughs> I've never seen, which is actually goes to our Western theme on this podcast, if you'd prefer to talk about that right now. I like Longmire. Go ahead. What's your favorite way to spend a weekend? A, camping under the stars. B, catching up with an old friend. C, snapping some photos with your camera. D, diving into a new book. It's a tough one. Probably catching up with an old friend is the way that... Okay. Well, no, 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 oh, no, no. Okay, I would never okay. want to catch up with an old friend, current friends. Can you go back? I haven't clicked anything yet. Okay. A, camping under the stars. B, catching up with an old friend. C, snapping some photos with your camera. D, diving into a new book. Do they mean that literally? Because that could hurt. Yeah. Let's do camping. Okay. I'm too introverted to want to connect with old friends. That's... It doesn't let me... Uh... Click on it? Need a real computer? I don't know. Well, just remember, you said A. Okay. Okay, number two. What, would, what word would your friends use to describe you? A, adventurous. Reclusive. B, warm. C, creative. Abrasive. Abrasive. D, patient. Abrasive. Definitely patient. Is not on the list. <laughs> Definitely patient. Creative, warm, or abrasive, or, or adventurous. reclusive. Adventurous, adventurous, warm, creative, patient. Creative, probably. Okay. That was C. So we're A and C. Okay, A and C. I'll take note. Question three. What was your dream job as a kid? Explorer, doctor, artist, teacher. <laughs> 
Apparently, explore, those are the only things explore, kids... Explore. Okay, that's, okay, that's answer A. Okay. Question four. Do you prefer to work in a group or on your own? Yes. I enjoy spending time alone. I prefer to work in a team. I like a healthy mix of both. I enjoy leading groups. I work alone. You want to work alone? Yeah, for sure. Okay, that's answer A. Question number five. What's your strongest skill? Being resourceful and determined. Sarcasm. Staying calm in high-stress situations. Looking at things from surprising angles. Yes. Communicating hard-to-understand topics. C or D? What would you say on that? Well, I think the surprising angles thing is kind of a weird uh, answer. It's like, does that mean I like do a handstand to look at the wall or... (laughs) So D, you want to go with D, communicating hard sure, to understand fine. topics? Okay, our listeners may uh, disagree. But go we'll ahead, go with disagree. That. Disagree in the comments. Okay, I question, can never, that guy goes on and on and on. Questions, okay, now we're getting into the, we're getting into the answer. So mostly A's is an outdoor adventurer. You feel most at home among nature. Think about volunteering at a community garden, animal sanctuary, or state park. I get straight A's, so I, and I did... I did uh, take a test one time that said I should be in the forest service. How to share your light today? Pick up trash at a local park. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. Mostly bees. You're a healthcare hero. <laughs> you're warm and empathetic, and you're calm in tough situations. Put on your mask and volunteer in a healthcare setting. So, what the, so the church has the money to do this, this quiz, but not the money to m- make it track your answers. Right. And, t- and like give you the... How to share your light today. Schedule a time to donate blood. I might have added the bit about the mask, but... <laughs> so, so you got to give blood. That's a good... What would Jesus do? He would have given blood well, at the he, Red Cross. He did give, give his blood. <laughs> Not the way they uh, are talking. <laughs> okay, mostly C's. <laughs> you should work for these guys in their marketing Creative campaign. visionary. You're a true original, and you share your innovative vision through art. Use your creative skills to further a cause you care about. How to share your light today. Create a social media post inviting people to donate to a charitable organization in your area, such as the United Nations. <laughs> okay. Okay, mostly D's, yeah. which is like my report card. Right. Inspiring educator. Okay. You're patient and outgoing and you enjoy leading groups. Try serving as a tutor, coach, or mentor. How to share your light today. Send a motivational text to someone who's been struggling. Okay. This goes on and on and on. There's 25 days of this. This is enough material for two podcasts. (laughs) Um. I got I got three A's, a C, and a D, and uh, you know, kind of like my report card in high school. Just kidding. Some of these days, these twenty-five days of kindness is just watching a video, which you can do without being kind to anybody. Is that what it says? Well, yeah, like the, the December twenty-third. So this is sort of this could be marketed as kindness for beginners, you know. December 23rd. Ease into it. More than 2,000 years ago, God sent us the true light of the world. Watch and share the story. So you you have to share the story, though. I actually think that that movie, The Christ Child, was well done. Okay. Partly because no one speaks in the whole thing. Oh, yeah, I think I remember that. 
There is a little bit of Aramaic, I think, spoken in, in it, but it's like the innkeeper going, oh, go away. No room. Get me a bottle. Come over here. We have a spot for you. Okay. Anyway, I think we've <laughs> spent some time in this hashtag campaign. I like this. Sign up for weekly inspiration via email. Or... Did you sign up for it? Or... I, I think I already am because I get, I get emails from the church called Inspiration from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I get those I emails. think that's because you're uh, on their email list already through your yeah. local ward. Yeah. So you could sign up for Weekly Inspiration or I might. you could seek daily inspiration from the Holy Ghost. That doesn't say that on the website, though, does it? No. I'm just saying, or, or, and. Yeah, but, but Bobby, <laughs> you would think, I don't know if that's such a good idea, because you, you would, would think, think that with all the money and all the people involved, that they would have thought of that and put that on the list. So I clicked the home. You, you know, we, you could, I could remember a day when we would say, Fast and pray. You know, like if you if you need inspiration, go to go out of your comfort zone. Fast and pray. So here's I click the home link. Do you ever remember anybody saying that? Yeah, you hear that now and again still. Still? Okay, click the home link. And it takes me to it says Church of Jesus Christ.org, but the homepage displayed is come unto Christ.org. And in big letters, it says, get introduced to a loving church community near you. What was the... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I know where they're headed with this. Um, what, I'm, I'm going to guess the denomination here in a second. But what was the website address that you were finding? Is it, is it lighttheworld.com or something? Or it was like or? a subdomain. or Not a subdomain, but it's just it was come unto Christ. Or sorry, it was churchofjesuschrist.org slash something or other. I just did a Google for light the world and took okay. it directly to I'm just that. Not, I'm not going to put very many... Um, I'm not, I'm not going to put very many links up on today's podcast page. However, I will link to the churchofjesuschrist.org come unto Christ slash light the world. Join the movement, okay? 20, 226,000 people have already counted themselves in. You click on learn about our community. It's there's a place for you here, unless you're white, apparently, because none of these pictures have any white people in them. <laughs> yeah, that's something to talk about too. Like whenever I do, whenever I go to my banking website, which I know is fairly local, mm -hmm. is just a disproportionate number of Amer of minorities, meaning 100% minorities and no white people in their marketing, which. Again, that, how could that be considered racist? I don't know. But uh, well, what am I clicking on? I don't know. What are you clicking on? You wanted me to click on uh, learn more. Oh, I don't know. Did I say something? It just says that there's a link Sign here for that daily says inspiration. get introduced to a loving church community near you. Yeah, I'm not. I you tell me about it. So go, just, does it tell you about all the local deno denominations? I like don't know. You the, put your name and email and then... The Rock and Roll Church, the... Don't worry, we do not sell your information. 
So, but it's just asked for your email. So I assume that you would put your name and email in there. You'd hit continue and then you would schedule a meeting with the missionaries. Okay. They would introduce you. To a loving church community near you. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I've, I haven't been looking at any of this since you uh, started talking about it earlier, but uh, the, world, think- the world needs my light, 25 days of kindness, light, invite others to participate. Now go and get Adam to partake. Um, <laughs> you know, the joy of this Christmas season is meant to be shared. Here's how you can invite your, involve your friends, share your inspiration, watch the movie, send an invitation, invite a friend to church, et cetera. So the, a lot of marketing to market, getting people <coughs> to market, market for them. Well, I think we've, uh, I think we've, Covered ran, it. Ran out of time today. We covered the issue. Maybe even run out of listeners. It's okay. I think that was our goal, was to have a private conversation. <laughs> but we need to schedule it. We, we do that. We do that, don't we? Yeah. We checked off a lot of those things, those lists, just by doing this podcast. Hashtag like the world. Now we just need to send a funny meme to each other, and we got them all. Yeah, well. Catch them all, right? It's Pokemon. I think I'm going to send it. I'll just put together um, a picture for the uh, the podcast page. So if you want to see this, you're going to have to go to www.mindvirus.show, and I will do a little meme for you. Uh, I don't know. Should I tell them right now what it's going to be? A meme? Yeah, it'll have the. It's going to have the hashtag light the world on it. I I, I think you just. Don't gonna, tell them. We want them to go to the website. Yeah, well, if you want to see it, it's going to be awesome. It's going to involve a little lighter fluid. Okay. And Jesus. Okay. <laughs> and Malachi, chapter four. Maybe Joseph okay. Smith history. I want to d- see it. The day is coming that shall burn. Light the world. Hashtag. Hashtag, okay. hashtag, hashtag. Okay, well, thanks, everybody. Go to the website to see the meme. And, you can uh, share the meme. How do you want to be involved in this? Share the meme. We will talk to you next week. Okay. Happy Halloween. I hope so. I hope we're still here. Happy next All week. Saints Day. Okay. <laughs>